Hey y'all, it's Mackenzie and this is the Mel Spouse Brief. Happy Friday. I have had a crazy couple of weeks. So last podcast I talked about how I was headed to Utah. So I woke up Friday morning at 4 a.m., packed my bags, and then got on the road and I drove the 10, 10 and a half hours. Kind of depends on traffic and how long you stop and things like that all the way to Utah. So I got in Friday um, afternoon, early evening, checked into my hotel, and then went to my first wedding's bachelorette party. Her name's Laurel, she's one of my friends from Ohio. So we did her bachelorette party and it was really fun. And then went back to my hotel and my best friend Alyssa came up from Provo, which is where she lives, and so she stayed with me all weekend. So she finally got in late uh, Friday night and so we kind of just stayed up talking most of the evening and then we went to bed. Saturday, woke up early, worked out. I did another one of um, Katie's, she makes these like hotel workouts for me when I travel and so I did one of those. So if you haven't yet, you guys need to check out Katie um, and Holy You Fitness. She is literally changing my life and allowing me to reach these goals for the Navy test. And she was on the podcast too, so check out her episode. So I worked out and then I got ready for the first wedding. So um, people that are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, most of them get married in what's called a temple. So we have like churches and we have temples. And so Laurel and her husband got married in the Jordan River Temple. And I'd never been there, so it was really cool. And so temples is kind of like where you get married, but the people that can go to the temple have to like have a temple recommend through the church. So it's not like everyone's able to go. So they had their, and it's called a ceiling. So they had their ceiling at nine o'clock. And I learned that because of the way kind of like culture is in Utah and like the way people get married and things like that and scheduling with the temple, they have kind of like a wedding day and it's different activities throughout the day, but then there's like breaks in between. So her ceiling was at nine and it lasts like about 30 minutes and you come outside of the temple and you take all your pictures and then you like have this break before the luncheon. And so the luncheon is like the formal dinner that's served for like the family in the wedding party instead of doing like a formal dinner for everybody that comes to the wedding type thing. So it kind of depends on the wedding, but that's kind of like what you do. So in between the luncheon or the ceiling and the luncheon, We had like about an hour to kill. And so me and the other bridesmaids, we went to a soda shop, which is another thing I learned about in Utah that are really popular. So members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints um, don't drink. And so soda is like really popular. So instead of kind of like going to a bar, they go to these soda shops. And so I don't drink soda. I just don't like anything carbonated. So I literally only drink water and lemonade. And... So I was like, well, I can tag along, but like, I don't drink soda. Well, lucky for me, they had lemonade as one of the drink options. So the thing about these soda shops is they take sodas and lemonade. And even like there were some water options and there's like sparkling water too. And then they mix it with different syrups. So like you have mango syrup, lemon syrup. It's just those like bottles that you see that you can put in stuff. And so they have like either signature drinks that you can choose. So it could be like a Mountain Dew with a pump of lemon and pump of lime and a pump of strawberry. I mean, I'm just making something up. I know that's not like a thing. And then they have like names. So you could say like, oh, I want yada yada drink. Or you can just make your own. You could say, hey, I want Mountain Dew or I want Coke or I want lemonade with these pumps of this. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll try it out. Like I've never had this before. 
amazing, you guys. When I tell you amazing, like, oh my gosh, amazing. Well, and maybe it's just because I love lemonade and like to have all these cool different flavors. Oh, it was delicious. So we chilled there and then we went to her luncheon and that was great. And then I went back to my hotel, picked up Alyssa, and then we drove to the venue a couple hours later to help set up. So Laurel had a more formal-ish uh, reception. So like she had um, a dinner served as well on top of the luncheon and things like that. And so that was from like 6.30 to 8.30. It wasn't super long, which is another thing I've learned with like Utah culture and like their, I guess like ways of doing things. It's not that it's bad to have a long, it's not bad. It's not bad to not have a long reception. It's just kind of like what happens are just a lot shorter. And so that was really fun. We got to, I got to see some old friends and people I knew from living in Ohio and me and Alyssa danced for the time that they did the little dance portion. And it was really fun because her groomsmen were great. They like danced alongside us and were like totally the life of the party, which was, I feel like you normally have like groomsmen are like, ah. but no, these groomsmen were like really fun. And then we went back to hotel and we chilled out in the hot tub and then we showered and we went to bed. Sunday we woke up and we had breakfast and then we drove down to Provo where Alyssa lives. Um, she attends BYU, which is Brigham Young University. And so we went to church um, in her ward because she had to pick something up um, from a friend at church. And then I actually met a girl who is getting married to an army ranger and he lives in Italy right now. So she, we were talking all about that and she was asking me a bunch of questions. And I don't know, it was really fun to catch up with her and meet her and... I was helping her try and find like online scholarships so she can finish school while in Italy and I don't know, it was just really great. And then we went to Alyssa's sister's house real quick to pick up some stuff for her other sister and then we went to her apartment that is all packed up because she's switching apartments for this new school year. And she had to give um, like a girdle to one of her friends so we waited there and we talked with him and then we went back to the hotel. And then we chilled, and then the second wedding that I attended, her name's Georgia, she is one of my best friends as well, she moved to Ohio and she was 14, so like the start of high school, and so we did high school together, and she's literally the sweetest. She just got back a year ago from Romania, she lived there for 18 months and served a mission, which was so cool to watch and read and learn about, and so her bridal shower was Sunday night. So we went to that and it was really fun. It was with the groom's family, so we got to kind of all meet them since we didn't know any of them. And then we hot tubbed again, which I guess is like Alyssa and I's favorite thing to do at night. We wished it was colder because I feel like that's the best time to hot tub is when it's cold and you're like in the hot water, but it was still really fun. And then we went to bed. Monday morning we woke up and we worked out and then there's a restaurant in Utah and it's like in Las Vegas and Arizona. It's like more like the Midwest, but it's not all the way to California. It's called Neaters and it's just like a bakery slash restaurant. They have the best French toast, y'all. So it's like cinnamon swirl bread and they cut it like really, really thick and then they serve it with this special kind of syrup. I don't know. It's just yummy and whipped cream and strawberries and it's like all you can eat until like 11 so say you show up at like 8 you could literally continue to eat this french toast until 11 o'clock and you only pay for like the one serving technically which is like seven bucks so it's so worth it so delicious so we had that and then Alyssa wanted to get her nails done so I drove to the nail shop and she went and got her nails done and then I just worked in the car I had some emails to answer I had some travel plans to get set and just things like that and then we checked out the outlets and saw what they had there got a couple things and then we drove up to Salt Lake where we were staying for the rest of the weekend 
I guess the beginning of the week is the weekend's over. <laughs> I felt like having two weddings back to back, it was just a five day weekend. <laughs> and there's a mural in South or in yeah, South Salt Lake and it's called like I Love You Say It Back. And so we took some pictures in front of that and then we went to City Creek, which is a really big mall in Salt Lake. And we walked around there and we got some stuff and then we checked in the hotel and we stayed at Hotel Monaco in South um Salt Lake and it's so pretty. I guess it's not like super south. It's like heart of uh, Salt Lake City and it's one of my favorite hotels to stay at. It's like super fancy and I just I literally love it and so we checked in there and then we kind of hung out and they have the most amazing robes you guys when I tell you like 10 out of 10 just thick and like the thing of like hotel robes like oh my gosh I literally was in it all I could the minute we got home to the room, I would like take off my clothes and put the robe on. And I would shower like right away just so I could hang out in the robe for as long as I possibly could. <laughs> so that is one of my favorite things uh, traveling is when the hotel has robes. So we hung out and then we got ready. So we drove up north to Layton where Georgia's from. And we had her bachelorette party. So we went bowling and that was really fun. I won, which I was really shocked because I did not think I was that good of a bowler. But I did. So I was really proud of myself. And then we went to Olive Garden for her like dinner and that was really fun. And then we drove home. And it's really funny because as you can probably tell because I created a podcast, I love to talk. And maybe you've been able to gather that Caden, my husband, is not the biggest talker. And so it's really funny because Alyssa and I together for like six days and constantly. Like there was no like breaks with us not being together, you know? And so it's really funny because we were together for so long and we never ran out of topics. Like we continued to just talk and talk and talk. And we'd stay up to like one o'clock every night talking and talking and talking. And it's so funny to me because I feel like with Kate, he's like, are you done talking? Like we've run out of things. Like let's, let's stop talking. We're like, Alyssa and I, there was never like quiet moments. We just can like, it just rolled from one topic to the next, which is obviously why we're best friends. And so I'm super happy about it. But I do feel like it's really funny how girls are compared to guys. So we went to bed, woke up in the morning, and George's wedding. So she got married in the Bountiful Temple. Very pretty. So we woke up, and we went to that, and her ceiling was beautiful. And then we took pictures after that as well. And then, again, we had a break, so I was like, listen, I'm like digging this soda shop, so let's go. So I went to another one. There's like three pretty popular ones. So delicious swig and fizz and like these shops are like popular like take like a starbucks line that's like wrapped around the building that is swig like people will wait forever to go to these soda shops and it's just shocking to me i mean they're great but it is really crazy how like long the lines can get just to get a soda with some pumps of syrup you know which I'm like totally into right now. So I'm like, well, when I get home, I'm going to look on Amazon and just order the syrups because soda shops aren't a thing out here, but I'm not going to lie. Like that would be nice one night. So we went to that and then she had a luncheon and her luncheon was like very formal. It was like a three course meal. We were like served. Like it was legit. It was really pretty. And it was at this beautiful, like cottage, like 1800s, like mansion. I don't know. It was really cool and pretty. So we did that and then we went back to the hotel for a couple hours and just hung out and got ready for her reception. So we showed up to the reception and it was cool because it was the same place her sister got married. And it was at this little like barn area. And the other thing about kind of like Utah culture and it's, I feel like it's like the LDS culture as well. But um, you have like open houses for the reception instead of like a, 
I want to say, I want to say like a normal, but like a non LDS wedding or like my wedding was like a full blown, like American reception. And so for these, you just kind of have open houses. So you provide food, but it's more like just like fingery food and you can all just like walk around and talk and like they do their dances, but it's not as like formal. You don't have a DJ, you don't have an MC, you know, things like that. You have people kind of like guiding you along a little bit, but it's definitely not as like formal and scheduled, I guess is the best way to explain it. But it was still so much fun. We um, got to see a lot of people that we knew from Ohio that either like moved out or lived out there now. And so it was fun to catch up with them. And then they did their sparkle exit and they left. So then we drove back down to Salt Lake. Alyssa showered and packed and then she had a red eye to Boston that night because that's where her family lives now. So she was spending a couple weeks in Boston. So we hung out at the hotel and then she packed up and I took her to the airport and then she flew home. And then I like crashed when I got home. Woke up at 5, got in the car, and drove all the way home. So as you can tell by my recap, it was quite the busy six days, but it was so much fun. I literally loved going and getting to see everybody, and I just, it was really, really fun. So we got home, we had our love and respect class, and I am like so grateful, you guys, that I have learned so much with this class. It is amazing. I feel like truly just blessed that we're able to learn so much and I'm able to like understand Cade and it's funny because in my mind I'll be thinking that I'm doing the right thing because I'm like communicating and I'm like expressing what I'm feeling but then it's like the way it's coming across and we talk a lot about like the girls see the world like pink and boys see it blue and we have like pink lenses and pink ears versus blue lenses and blue ears and if we're talking pink and they're hearing blue like that's where the disconnect is and all the couples in the class were like really vulnerable, which I really appreciate. And so we're able to like be like, hey, like this happened this week and like how can we work through it? Or like, hey, how can we do this? And I don't know, I just really like that like there's a no judgment and people are really honest and the chaplain's really honest about his life too. And it makes you just feel like good that, hey, it's normal and we all mess up and like this is marriage and we can get through it, but don't feel bad on yourself because you made your spouse mad or, you know, things like that. And so I really do appreciate that. And then um, I recorded another podcast uh, and her name was Bridget. And guys, when I tell you she's amazing, like we clicked instantly. Her podcast will air in a couple weeks, but she is the best. We had so much fun talking and laughing and catching up. And I literally just like cannot wait. I'm hanging out with her this week again, so I'm super excited for her uh, podcast and she is a nurse practitioner and she's married to a major and just their life and they just had a baby and um, it was so cool to catch up and learn about her and coming up this week I'm just at home doing a bunch of other things um, and then the following week I'm in Montana so I'll be excited to share all about that but today after my super long recap I hope you guys enjoyed that Today I figured that I would just do a short episode of tips that I learned planning weddings, going to weddings and things like that. I feel like the military weddings are really hard to plan and to kind of execute. I feel like a lot of people I know, they're like got married really quickly and then have their reception and now with COVID and all that kind of stuff. So I figured today I would just share a couple of tips that I learned that I feel like are really beneficial for people to know and things that I think really make or break a wedding day. 
and kind of break up the special guests that we've had on the podcast. So without further ado, here are my wedding tips. Okay, so um, just a small recap. I was supposed to have my wedding March of 2020 and then it got canceled because of COVID and so we ended up eloping and then we were supposed to have our reception December of 2020 and that got canceled again because of COVID and so we ended up having our reception finally July of 2021. And so I feel like because we had to change so much and I've gotten to experience kind of like an elopement and a reception and I've gone to people's weddings and all that kind of stuff, I feel like I've learned a lot. And so I figured I would just share some of the best tips that I have learned and things that I wish I could have done differently and, you know, all that kind of good stuff. So the first thing is do bridles. This is something that's really popular in Utah, I feel like, but I can understand why because it's literally so important. So bridles just means that you will do photos with just you and your soon to be spouse or ours, we already married at the time because of everything, but you do all the pictures in your wedding gear before the day of the wedding. And this is popular and like kind of important for two reasons. One, it gets all of those pictures out of the way. You don't have to worry about one, making sure because on the wedding day it's stressful and two, you only have like kind of golden hour to take those pictures that you're wanting, but so many of the things can be around golden hour and it's hard to get like specific time for those pictures. And so this way, you're able to get all the pictures you want, all of the shots, all of the up close, you by yourself, your dress, your groom, like all that kind of stuff at the time you want with zero stress. And you're able to not have to worry about anything when it comes to like having forgetting like, oh, I wanted this pose or, you know, because then if you get all your pictures back, you can still take pictures on the wedding day of you too, but you're not worried about getting all of the ones for you to post. This is also a really good way for you to try out your hair and makeup with your hair and makeup artist so that you can have like a run through. So I literally swear by it. It was the best thing ever because on our wedding day, we were so stressed and there was so much going on that I would have been annoyed if I like needed to have a whole hour to take pictures with Cade because I would have wanted that, but it's hard to get that. And then, you know, dealing with the sun and all that kind of stuff. So please do bridles. It is the best. I mean, like I cannot say enough good things about bridles. And then you can also have those printed and placed at your wedding, which people can see and they'll love to do that as well. And the next thing that I feel like is a game changer is to make a like photograph list. So, and have it like as detailed as possible. So what I did for my photographer and I saw that Georgia did for her photographer was you make a list of everything. So it's like, okay, groom with his groomsmen and then one, everyone like individually with the groom. And then you have like a family shot. You have uh, just a friend shot, you know, that kind of thing. You have a silly one. So you do those kinds of things, but for me, because I'm like totally type A, I made it like very specific. So I had like Kenzie and Kenzie's parents, Kenzie's parents and Cade, Kenzie and her siblings, Kenzie and her grandparents, Kenzie and this, like, because then the photographer can go like down the line because when my brother got married, my parents realized like, oh, we forgot this pose. We forget this pose because it's so stressful y'all. Like I did not realize the stress that wedding day like had. And so when you're trying to like come up with all those things, your brain's just gonna forget. But if it's already written down because you were able to place it together when you weren't stressed and you were only thinking about that, 
you're able to have it. And then you just give it to the photographer and she carries it around. And the best part is she's the one. So like my photographer would be like, okay, I went through this list, but we're missing this. And you're like, okay, we're missing that. So I really wanted pictures of me, Kate, and the flower girl. And then me and the flower girl and Kate and the flower girl. And so because I wrote that down, we like forgot originally, but then we were able to be like, oh, Eloise, please come here. We have to take these pictures because it was already on the list versus two weeks later when we get our pictures back and we realized we never took those pictures. So that is like something I am totally for because I think it is a game changer and I know that it helps a photographer. I've never met a photographer that said having a list was something that they didn't want. Our photographer that did, she was a family friend and she did George's wedding back in Utah she said that she has like a whole questionnaire that she has people fill out because it talks about like if there's a recent death, if there's divorces, you know, like if there's anything that she needs to be aware of because sometimes she could be like, oh, parents, you know, but then if there's like divorces or remarried, you know, like kind of learning the family dynamic or if she's like, oh, where are your grandparents and her grandparents just died, you know, like that's a touchy subject. You don't want to be crying on your wedding day because of that and so she said that being able to tell a photographer like hey be aware of this or this is something that you need to know that might come up or you know ruffle feathers excuse me that will help photographers as well so meet with your photographer but create a list and I literally even have it I even had pictures and poses I wanted to do for both bridals and my photographer of the actual wedding day just so that I remembered them and I didn't forget the next is if you are doing a ceremony and like having your groomsmen and bridesmaids walk down the aisle and parents and all that kind of stuff, do a rehearsal for that. It is hard to know when do you walk at what time, where do you stop, where do you pose, all that kind of stuff. And so making sure that you are able to have everybody in line, everyone walking when they're supposed to, standing where they're supposed to, it literally can take about 30 minutes to an hour, but it is so worth it. We did it the day before. Some people do rehearsal dinner, some people don't, but I would say just do a rehearsal of the actual ceremony if you're gonna do anything. It is very, very helpful, and everybody of my bridal party told me that they really appreciated it because then they're not confused and lost, and it's going the way I want it to, and it looks good, and all that kind of stuff. So the next thing I learned when I did everything for the wedding was how easy it is to make your own flowers and how easy it is if you like enjoy that kind of thing to do that i felt like the woman i had in california is like hands down the best bouquet maker i've ever met in my entire life um, her handle is a flower check and i'll be sure to tag her and to tag the photos because her bouquets are literally so beautiful you guys i can't even like fathom how she makes like such magic with flowers but with that being said, when you have one girl and you expect every bouquet to look as freaking amazing as Kelly's and then you go to Ohio and you use a bouquet or a flower company you've never used before because it's through the venue, you might be a little disappointed, aka that was me. My bouquets just weren't as big and pretty and I was really frustrated and I was like, man, if I could go back, I would have just done my own flowers because I've learned a lot about flowers recently and my friend made we made our own bouquets for her wedding back in november and it was so fun and then everyone got to kind of like make their own a little bit unique because they were the one creating it and holding it my sister-in-law did that too through a company and so i was just like man flowers are something that i think are truly an art but if you don't have someone as good as kelly doing your flowers you might as well and we paid so much money too so i think that's what annoyed me i paid so much money for not the flowers that i expected like if i'm paying this much money i want the quality that like 
Kelly's giving me and the ones that were my bouquets for my bridals and my elopement versus the ones I got for the reception. But it's just kind of like live and learn. But I would like be very specific when talking to your flower person or creating your own. You will save a lot of money if you save a lot of money if you create your own. But if you have someone like be very specific and like talk about size, talk about all those kinds of things, have them send you bouquet pictures that they've created. I felt very confident with this person. I also didn't have a choice because we did everything through the venue and they had their own in-house people. But it is something that I'm like, mm, that was something I wish I could have changed. The next thing is have your um, friends slash like bridesmaids have their job be to take pictures. So I had Alyssa and Georgia specifically take pictures all throughout the day, like even the day before. Whenever we're doing something, your mind has to be pictures. Take a group picture. Take a picture of me. You know, like Alyssa took a picture of me like pulling freaking twigs out of my dress from my bridals on the ground in my hotel room. She took all the pictures of us sitting there, of the room, like just anything. And she was the first person to be like, oh, let's take this picture. Oh, do this picture. And the biggest thing is because the day after your wedding, all you want to see is pictures of that day. But the professional pictures won't come in for a couple weeks slash months. And so now you're just sitting there like waiting for pictures and you're like, oh, I just really want to see pictures. But you can't. And so that's when you're like, oh, thankfully, iPhone pictures can come in handy for a little while and satisfy that craving. But if none of your bridesmaids know that their job needs to be like continually taking pictures and grouping people to take pictures and all that kind of stuff, then you're going to be like, oh, why didn't you not do that? Because they didn't know. So I specifically asked George and Alyssa to take as many pictures as they could. So then the next day I could look at them and post some and all that kind of fun stuff. So I would definitely encourage people to do that just so that they have something to look at when the wedding's over before the professional pictures come in. So the next thing is I just want to talk about kind of the importance of having a DJ and an MC depending on what kind of reception like slash venue you decide to have. If it's an open house, if it's one of those that's like very casual, an MC is like not important. But if you're doing anything that's dealing with music and dances, games, the bridal party, like anything like that, it is so important to have a DJ and an MC. And I think a lot of people realize like, oh, a DJ, you know, you're just like playing music. But the whole point I think of a DJ that people don't realize is MCing an event. Having it move along, grabbing people's attentions, being sure that they're able to kind of like make the flow happen if something comes up, sticking to a schedule. Like our DJ was wonderful, like hands down the best, but you don't realize that they do so much more than just play some songs on the dance floor. And I'm so grateful because they have a schedule, you make it with them, and then they're able to stick to it. They're able to gather people's attention when you're doing your first dance, when you're cutting the cake, when you're doing all those things, just so people as the wedding guests know what's going on, but then you're able to kind of keep everyone together. You're able to have people focus and have the flow. And as the bride, you're not worrying about that. The next thing is have written schedules for people. So again, type A, you know me, I was really big about this. So for the rehearsal for the day of, I time like plotted it. So I was like, Bridesmaids are getting ready at this time. Everyone arrive at the venue at this time. 2.30 this time. 3.30 this is happening. 
4.30, this is happening. 5.30, this is happening. Like, And then I gave it to everybody. So whether they wanted a paper copy or take a picture on their phones, it helps so many people because there's nothing harder as the bride to have everyone asking you questions and then having everyone ask you the same question when you could have just um, saved it, saved all the questions by giving them a schedule because they just want to know too. And then at the same time, you want everyone to know. You want everyone to know, hey, I need to be here then. I need to do this now. But they won't know it if they don't know the schedule. And only you and probably a few people know the schedule. So that's something I really think is helpful is to have it printed out, send it to everyone so that they know, and then include addresses and anything they need to bring or anything like that. The next thing is have fun games. I thought this was like super fun and like a great addition to like the wedding so we did the shoe game which i've been to a couple weddings and they did and i think it's really fun um i've seen where like a family member or like a member of the bridal party creates the questions because they know you guys really well and then they mc it and they kind of read the questions out and it's really fun i feel like guests love it you get to learn more about the couple especially like when they disagree or they think different and i don't know i think it's super fun I was at Laurel's wedding and she played a game that I had never heard of before and it was so fun. So it's kind of a mix of like musical chairs and scavenger hunt. So basically you start with 10 people but nine chairs and her friend like led it. And so she was like, okay, the first object you have to find is a pen. And so those 10 people have to go out into the crowd of like the guests and find a pen. Run back and grab a chair before they run out of chairs. And because there's only nine chairs, 10 people, one person loses. And then you slowly go down. And so um, the girl, Soraya, she had like a whole list of things. So it was like a pen, a specific color tie, glasses, a specific phone, um, you know, and then it gets kind of like more specific as you go down. But it was so fun. And I think the guests loved it and like cheering people on and picking people you're voting for or like kind of rooting for and things like that. So I would definitely encourage people to do a game. It gets everyone involved and it was really fun. And the next thing is we did a wedding website. We did one through Zola. I've had a couple friends do Zola and there's another one called The Knot. And it's really nice because again, kind of with the schedules, you put all of your information in there. And I think it's really nice for guests to have all that information. I know Zola the best because that's what I did. So that's just kind of what I'm going to use as my guide. So you do like a front page, you do the schedule, you show people what airports to fly in if they're coming from out of town, what hotels to stay at by the venue, if there's a shuttle, um, if there's a hotel block, you can introduce your bridal party so people know kind of who it is and why they're there and kind of like tidbits about them. You can um, have pictures. My favorite part was you had a page of recommendations. And so you were able to choose like, I think it was like seven or 10 restaurants or places in that like area where the wedding was happening that you recommended guests to go to if they were like out of town or even if they were local, but just had never been there. And so we like marked all of our favorite restaurants and places to go and kind of gave like, we ordered this and we love going here because of this. And this is where our first date was and check out here just so people can one, get to know you better, check out the area. And then out of town guests don't have to be like, Oh, I don't know where to go or do, or, you know, like we have this extra time or we flew in the day before or we don't fly out till tomorrow, that kind of thing. 
And then you also, for Zola, had your registry tied to that area. So that was like the best game changer was Zola is like the best registry around because you can do gifts, you can do money, and then like for six months after the event or after the event, you have like 20, 25% off all your gifts that were unbought. And I mean, I cannot say enough things about Zola. They are like literally the best and it's free. And you can even buy all your invites from there. You can buy your thank you cards. Like it is hands down like a game changer. So definitely look into a wedding website. The next one is wear comfortable shoes. My wedding shoes were so pretty. I love them. I can't wait to show you guys pictures of them, but so uncomfortable. I don't even think I lasted like more than two hours in them. Like I switched into flip flops like ASAP. So pack comfortable shoes and pack comfortable shoes that might be seen if your dress like moves type thing. The next is, and this is kind of like controversial because some people want to do a first look, but I totally recommend doing as many pictures as you can before the ceremony. Just because once your guests get there and once you see everybody, you are not going to want to be pulled away taking pictures. You're going to want those pictures, but in the moment, you're going to want to be seeing your guests and mingling and eating and dancing and talking and all that kind of stuff. So I would suggest doing as many pictures as you can. If you want to do a first look, make sure like all the groomsmen pictures and bridesmaids pictures and family pictures are out of the way. And then once you guys see each other and after the ceremony, then you can go back into doing all the pictures that you couldn't do because you couldn't be together. But I would try and knock out as many pictures as you can before the ceremony. It just makes your life 10 times less stressful. We talked about the soda bar, but I mean, I literally think that if you even have alcohol, you should have a soda bar. It was so fun. And I know like most people love soda and you could mix it with alcohol as well, you know? Um, so I would totally look into it and it literally was so fun. Uh, the thank you speeches, I would just make sure that it's written beforehand and you write down kind of everybody you need to acknowledge. Again, in the heart of the moment, you're going to forget someone and then you're going to feel bad. But if it's written beforehand and just the people you need to recognize, then you don't worry about it as much because it's remembered. And then you're like, oh, yep, I, need, I knew I needed to recognize that person because it was written down and in the heart of it, I didn't forget. Um, so I would definitely have all of your thank you speeches written before. Uh, the next couple thing, I totally recommend people doing some type of vow or letter or something to your spouse. So my one friend, they didn't want to read their vows in front of everybody. They want it to be more like private and like intimate. So they wrote each other letters and then they, during their like first look, they read the letters to each other and then the photographer took all the pictures and it was just so sweet. Thinking back to my reception... Honestly, Cade reading his vows to me was hands down like my favorite experience and like watching him like get emotional and talk about how much he loved me and I loved writing the vows and saying them to him and I love listening to other people share their vows and learning more about the couple and just kind of embracing love. So I would totally recommend it. Even if you're not going to want to read it in front of everybody, do something where you can express those feelings to your significant other um but then get it documented have the photographer standing there have like a small ceremony or just something i just think it's literally so special and it's something that you will never have that like opportunity again to do so i would totally recommend it and then last but not least fun guest books so george's wedding they did a polaroid guest book so you took a picture and then you wrote a message next to your polaroid which i thought was so cute and so fun 
Laurel did where you make kind of like a Jenga box or block, excuse me, and you like sign the blocks and then you can kind of like play, like you kind of make it like Jenga. And so I thought was really fun. We just had a traditional book, which I thought was like fun and it had pictures in us, but there are so many fun, cool ways to do a guest book. Um, I saw a couple print like a really big picture of themselves and then everyone signed it and it's hanging up in their house. I saw another one where it was like hearts and you signed the hearts and then it made this kind of like you put it in like a box and it trickled down and it made this like puzzle looking hearts with all your friends names on it which I thought was really sweet. And so I would just encourage people to do fun guest books because I think one as the guest it's really fun but then you have something to look back on and it's not just a book that you might not ever open again. So that's something that I'm grateful that we did the book because people were able to write like longer messages and reading those were really cute but I also think it's really cool that we're doing such fun ideas. So you could even have like cards that people could write you message on if you do want something that's a little bit more where they can't write it and you just want to know that they were there. So kind of just decide but I think that that's the cool thing is there are so many places and things out there that are unique and fun that you can do and I am just grateful that I have this podcast and I'm grateful that it's so fun to talk to you guys every week and for you guys to listen and message me about everything and I hope you guys enjoyed this wedding uh, podcast if you guys have any tips I'd love to hear them so that I can share them with everybody in case you have learned a thing or two about being at a wedding or being a friend's wedding or being a part of a wedding or even having your own wedding I'm really grateful and I will catch you guys next Friday.